What's up, guys? This is Scott from Iron Legion. This is episode 236 of Strong the Iron Will Way, official podcast of the Iron Legion Strength Company. Uh, we've been talking a lot in, amongst the coaches at uh, Iron Legion Strength Company about uh, the different approaches to training, the different uh, methodologies uh, like powerlifting training for powerlifting versus training for uh, bodybuilding or uh, conditioning training versus either of those two and and what the differences are and um, why certain people are drawn to the different styles of training, uh, why they respond differently to certain types of training. So I thought because that is a bit of a confusing area for most people, uh, might make sense to go into that a little bit and uh, help make some sense of that. So let me start by kind of, let, let's kind of define the different types of training, right? So you think about um, training for power or strength. And, I, and again, this can be very, 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 very detailed. I'm going to try to give it a little bit broader strokes. We don't need to get into really nitty gritty, but just a general understanding. Let's call strength and power the same thing. Right now, they're, they're actually not. You know, power is strength applied very rapidly, right, quickly. So the word powerlifting um, is almost a bit misleading because power is more like, think about, um, you know, hitting a baseball really explosively and hard. You have to swing that bat extremely fast and powerfully. Um, in a powerlifting meet, when you're at such... You're at literally your 100% effort. You're at the most you can possibly do for one. Typically, that weight isn't moving extremely fast because you're, it's so heavy that you can't move it that quickly, right? Um, if you took 30% of your maximum weight, you can move that extremely fast. So if you look at, again, if you think about a batter swinging a bat as fast and explosively as he can, that bat is very light compared to the baseball player's strength. Uh, if he were to be swinging a bat, that's 100% of his max lift. That bat's not going to move very quickly. So anyway, that's a little bit off topic. But that's that's power is, is, is moving something very quickly and strong. Strength is just kind of moving it. So anyway, if we consider st- training for strength, um, we're typically, again, not concerned with muscle building or muscle growth in terms of how it appears um, we're we're looking at performance how strong am i so if you think of uh, an athlete who's training to be stronger for his or her sport uh, typically the way an athlete looks uh, is not important to their performance Uh, they're not going to win or lose the game based on their appearance. They're going to win or lose the game based on their ability to perform, their ability to run the ball across the line, to hit the ball, to catch the ball, to tackle, etc. Bodybuilding is, at least what I'm thinking right now, probably the only sport where you're judged and uh, win or lose based on your appearance. So for most performance-based activities, training to be stronger with not a huge concern about what you look like is is the goal. Um, for a lot of people who are training with weights, working out, um, their goals are uh, partly performance, right? To be able to live better and perform better and get through your day-to-day life better. Maybe do activities that you do outside the gym uh, 
better, more effectively, more efficiently, uh, but also to look better, right? To have more muscle, less fat. Um, so the bodybuilder's approach, if you, again, I'm talking about pure, we're going to look at the purest versions of these things and then morph them into what I think is appropriate for most people. A pure bodybuilder, competitive bodybuilder, right? A guy or a gal who's makes their living or their primary goal in life is competitive bodybuilding where they're being judged on their physique. What does their physique look like? How much muscle they have? How little fat do they have? How completely developed are all the muscles? Um, That person will typically train bodybuilding style with a 100% concern with what their body looks like and how big they can develop their muscles. There's, There's really not a concern for performance because the spot the sport of bodybuilding doesn't require performance you don't have to get on stage and do anything with weights you don't have to show how much you can lift it doesn't matter how much uh the mr olympias lift it matters what they look like okay um if you look at powerlifting it's it's quite quite the opposite right they're judged at a powerlifting meet the contest is how much weight can everybody lift one time that's it. Doesn't matter what you look like. If you've ever been to a powerlifting meet, you'll see uh, some of the guys and the girls look extremely strong and like they can do what they're about to do. And a lot of them don't. Uh, some of them aren't very developed. Some of them are. Some of them are pretty overweight. Some of them aren't. Um, so they're just for, worried about performance. So a powerlifter, again, pure powerlifter, competitive powerlifter is not going to be concerned with hypertrophy or muscle development because they're only concerned with performance. So it's really like the exact opposite. Uh, I don't think most people who train with weights that aren't... I don't think most people who are listening to this or who train with weights will fall into either of those two categories, right? Someone who's a pure bodybuilder whose only concern is aesthetics, let's call it, muscle development, or a powerlifter whose only concern is strength with no regard for appearance. I think most of us fall into some... We're in the middle where we want to perform better, be stronger, um, be able to do all the things that we do uh, better and more effectively, but we also want to, you know, look like we lift weights and, and we're concerned with the way we look in our body and all that stuff. So the um, kind of happy medium, I think, in there somewhere is uh, what some people call uh, power building, right, which is like some kind of a hybrid of bodybuilding and powerlifting where we're, um, you know, using powerlifting kind of methods to be getting stronger and using heavy weights, but we're trying to build muscle and concerned with our appearance at the same time. Um, there's no real, uh, clear definition of that. That's just the kind of phrase that's been picked up over time. So, uh, how does this apply to this conversation? We look at, um, if you've trained with weights for a while and you've done various kind of rep schemes and so forth, you've probably found that you like a certain type of training better than others. Meaning like if you've gone through periods where you do uh, heavy strength training sets of, you know, anywhere from one to six reps with a pretty high percentage of your maximum, um, you might really, really like that and, and feel like you do well at that. Or you might hate that and feel like you really suck at that or it might be you know no difference it feels about the same as everything else you don't love it you don't hate it uh you might have spent some time in the you know 10 to 15 rep range where you find that's your wheelhouse it feels good it doesn't feel too heavy but it doesn't feel too light you feel like you get a good 
pump and a good workout, but it's um, not, again, doesn't feel too heavy, doesn't feel exhausting. You might not enjoy that range. You might find, man, I really like the heavy stuff set to three to five better. This feels like it's too light or too many reps, or I just don't feel like I'm getting a lot out of it. I really prefer to exert myself, you know, 100%, 90% at the heavier weights. Um, you might also, again, find that, yeah, feels fine. No, you know, not great, not any different than the sets of five or three. And then finally, you might respond really well to the high repetition endurance stuff. So we're talking 15, 20, 25 reps where you're like huffing and puffing. You might just find that that's your zone. Like you just feel like you excel there with the higher repetitions. You don't love the heavy stuff. You don't love the moderate stuff, but you really respond well to this. It gets a good sweat going. You feel like you perform better than a lot of other people do at this rep range and you just like it, right? Uh, and then you don't love the other ones. So that is completely normal because genetically we're all put together a little bit differently. So the best way to um, examine this is to look at running, look at the sport of running, right? So you can take 10 people that like to run, just like we could take 10 people that like to lift. But when those 10 people, we decide, when we start breaking it down, what, what do they consider running? What's enjoyable about running? You're going to find a couple of them that like to sprint, right? They like to run for 40, 50 yards really quickly and then recover and then do it again. So short sprint racing, right? So if you're going to ask me, as most of you know, I don't enjoy running. But if you were to make me run, that's what I want to do. I'll go out. I'll do 50-yard dashes all day. I'm going to run as hard as I can for 50 yards. I'm going to rest for a few minutes, and I'm going to do it again which is very similar to the way that I like to train. I prefer to train in the heavier rep range. Um, you know, if I look at my programming for the day and I'm at, um, if it says five sets of two and then an AMRAP at the end, like that's perfect. I, I love that. I look forward to that. Um, if I look at it and it says, uh, you know, three sets of 12 and then something like, I don't like that as much. Right. Anyway, so I would be probably more in line with a sprinter. Uh, three of those people who asked to go run will rat would rather do uh somewhere between you know the 200 yard and the 400 yard uh run right so they might want to do uh a lap or a couple laps around the track right so they're not they're not marathon running for sure but they're not really into the really short sprinting they're more of a middle distance thing and again that's the person that when it comes to weights would prefer the 10 to 12 rep range uh, and then you've got the person that doesn't want to sprint doesn't want to do the 200, 400 meter, but they would just do the six miles, 10 miles, you know, 20, 20, whatever miles for a marathon. Like they just do well at the long distance running. Now, if you know anything about running, most people that are really good at running marathons are not particularly good sprinters and they don't enjoy it because their muscles, their muscle fiber type is a slow twitch fiber that is built, designed for endurance. They're going to do better at endurance and not as well as explosive short movements, right? So if you take those same muscle fibers, a fast twitch explosive muscle fiber type, who is a sprinter, will do really well with low reps, heavy weights, um, but not so well with endurance activities because they're the opposite, right? So most of us have a combination of slow twitch, fast twitch fibers in some ratio. Um, and for a lot of people that falls right around in the middle. So a lot of people do well with the 10 to 12 rep range. Cause that's just average kind of those who have more slow twitch fiber. And then by the nature of uh, ratios, they have less fast twitch fiber. They're more inclined to do endurance. They're going to do better with the lighter weights, higher reps type of a workout. 
Um, usually you can look at people and get a sense, right? If you look at me in the way that I'm built, you can tell that I probably lean towards more of the fast twitch explosive power. If you look at someone that's taller, longer, leaner, slimmer, lighter, uh, they tend to look like they'd be better at endurance running and uh, lighter weight lifting where people who are, you know, more kind of densely built or whatever tend to be more explosive. You can look at Olympic athletes and look at the difference between the sprinters and the endurance runners. And then the 400 meter distance. I mean, it's very obvious when you look at the body types of them. Um, now, here's what people get confused with a lot. You look at, the, the, the way I was described this best was looking at a, a female volleyball team, right? Women's volleyball. All of them are going to be tall and long and lean. They did not become tall and long and lean because they play volleyball. So if I'm a short, stocky uh, person, I'm not going to watch the men's volleyball and go, oh, shit, I should train. If I trained for men's volleyball like they do, I'll become long and lean and lithe and slim. No, they were already genetically built like that, and they found a sport that matches. Okay, So most high-level bodybuilders, powerlifters are fast twitch dominant, very heavily muscled people naturally, and they found a sport that that expo that uses that, exploits that power, right? Um, if you take an ectomorph, which is a tall, skinny, lightly muscled person genetically, and put them on a powerlifting program, they will get stronger. They will get a little bit bigger, but they're never going to be a high-level powerlifter because their body's not been genetically designed to do that. They would be better off at more of an endurance sport, maybe rowing, maybe long-distance running, something like that, that takes advantage of their endurance fibers and benefits from their almost lack of explosive fibers, if, if you will. Okay, So the good news about this is if you like... If you're a short, stocky guy and you like endurance training, you can get better at long-distance running, right? You will, you will probably never be at the level of someone who's genetically born to run endurance, but you can get better at it. Likewise, if you're an ectomorph, skinny, long, designed for endurance, um, but you like powerlifting and want to get bigger and want to get stronger, you can do it. Um, you just want to excel at it like someone who's just genetically created that way. That's just the way it is. Um, like I said, if, if you look at me, I'm more of a sprinter, uh, more built for that stuff, but I'm not anywhere near the genetic elite. Um, I can't compete at a high level in powerlifting or bodybuilding because even though I'm leaning towards that way, I'm not all the way to the end as, as Greg calls it, the one percenter, right? I'm not a one percenter. So very few of us are one percenters. That's why it's one percent. So, um, in your workouts, if you find that you're drawn towards one or the other methodologies, that's probably why, because that's where you're just genetically, that's your genetic kind of zone, and that's where you feel the most comfortable. It doesn't mean there's not value in all of them. So as much as I am, I enjoy the three to five rep range, like I said, uh, there's a lot of value to me in hitting the 10, 15, 20 reps also. So I'm going to do those as well. I, and I'm not saying you should avoid the ones that you're not genetically cut out to do. I just want you to understand why it feels better for you sometimes in certain ranges. So there's a lot of value in training the opposite range um, so that you're kind of well-rounded, if you will. Um, and also to understand the pros and cons to both, right? So if you're going to train, let's say, again, if I use myself as an example, if I'm going to train in the one to three to five repetition range, I'm going to get 
considerably stronger in that range over time. Okay, I'm not going to get particularly hypertrophied, like developed like a bodybuilder in that I'm going to get mostly stronger and I'm going to get more developed and bigger and so forth, but not as much as I would with a different style. So I'm going to, I'm will, I'm saying it, if I'm choosing to train like that, I'm saying, Hey, I primarily want to get really, really strong. Um, if I'm saying, Hey, I don't really care about being stronger. I just want to be more developed and I want to feel like the really good pump from the workout and so forth. I'm going to go with more of the 10 to 15 rep range, shorter rest periods, higher reps, less weight, but I have to be willing to understand I'm not going to get as strong that way. Okay. So I'm not going to see 50 to hundred pounds being added to my squat deadlift bench over time. I might, I'll, I'll definitely start to look a little bit different and see more muscle development. And I'll have great workouts, but I'm not going to see the strength gain. Uh, just like with the strength program, I'm not going to see the muscle building gain. So uh, it's tricky. I, I, I find, again, for the general public, it's a good to kind of flip-flop between those two things because I think we want to do both. It's nice to see progress uh, from the strength program on the chart that keeps you motivated, uh, but it also feels good to get a good pump and get a good sweat from the hypertrophy workout. But if you only do hypertrophy, you can tend to get discouraged after time because you're not going to all of a sudden start popping muscles left and right. Don't misunderstand this. This it, that all comes down to diet, whether you're on a powerlifting, body, a strength program, or a bodybuilding program. If you're not eating properly to lean out or get bigger, neither of those two will happen. So if you're eating perfectly uh, for either one, um, you'll get muscular development from both, but more from the bodybuilding program. Um, you'll get strength from both, but more from the, from the strength program. If you're not eating to match the program, forget all of it. <laughs> you can still get stronger. Uh, and you can still get bigger, but you're not going to get much of either one if you're not balancing nutrition. So obviously that's a whole other conversation. Um, but understand the limitations of both. I would encourage most people to kind of flip, toggle back and forth between strength and bodybuilding so that you're getting stronger and d- developing muscle at the same time. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like that's it. Um, anyway, just trying to clear up any confusion that there might be between the training styles, pros and cons to both. Um, I think there's benefits to everybody from doing both, but if you're trying to be uh, elite at one or the other, you have to really lean towards uh, only training that way. All right, guys. Uh, I'll see you. Bye.